I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You ready, Charles? Yeah, mom. It's a bullshit podcast. It's a bullshit podcast. It's a bullshit podcast. It's a bullshit podcast. I'm not in a pub. <laughs> the mad theme tune, that in it. Yeah, it's weird. Hi, it's friends. Laugh. Um, how is everyone? Good. Same old. Coping Fun. somewhat. Yeah, do you know what? I feel. I feel quite. It's a nice. It's a nice sunny day today. Yeah, we've had say, a bit, I, I say I woke up just in a bad mood, just for no Could reason. Could be worse. Do you, know what? do you ever get that on a Monday? Just no joke. I woke up today in a terrible mood. Went on a walk this morning, and I went dead early. I got up at like quarter past eight, and I was on a walk about sort of quarter to nine. And I just I just went round the valley in Bramall, Happy yeah. Valley, mm. and it was frozen still. Like so, like there was no. It was obviously it's been dead muddy on it, but it was all frozen. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't get muddier out, which is a plus side. I like that. The yeah. dog didn't get muddy. I didn't have to like proper wash him down. And it was just dead now because it was just sunny as well. Do you know what I mean? It was like, it's my favourite day when it's like dead, dead cold and you've got to like wrap up warm. Crisp, but it's dead sunny. Yeah, it's like oh, I just felt dead cosy. Do you know what? We're all here. It could be worse, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah do you know, my, my mood improved after, you know, did a bit of exercise, what he said, walk the dog. Mm. My brain started ticking. But when I first woke up, I would say it was like the wrong side of the bed game. Yeah. Just didn't, just was like, can't be arse speaking. I've got a decorator around at the minute at mine and Josh's house. And um, I just got chatting to him, was making a cup of tea from his stuff. I said, how long have you been decorating? He said, um, this is fairly new for me. I'm a furloughed Ryanair pilot. Is he? Fucking it? hell. Fucking wow. hell. I'd chew his ear off. Right. Okay. Made a lovely job of the landing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's sake! You know oh, is that not even true? Is it just? <laughs> just for oh, fuck's fuck sake! We have met a pilot before, though. We've heard Cheap. some interesting things. In Hong off Kong, him. we have met a captain of a. We have met that a pilot. That's what we're just talking. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Hong yeah. Kong. In Hong Kong, we're yeah. all just pecking his head, weren't we? Oh, I was fucking chewing his ear off. What were you going to say about him? I just um, he won an award or something. Yeah, in no, Sweden, no, didn't he? Because he was he was about to land in Sweden and pulled out the landing because he said the runway was too icy. And then the plane behind him skidded off the runway. So mm. he won an award for safety. <laughs> and now he flies A380. He's done the biggest fucking yeah. ones. I, he, made, he let us sit in the pilot seat. Do you remember? He was on the phone to his daughter <laughs> or his kid. Yeah, we were going, like, you know put your dick away, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> we met one in San Francisco, bottom of the hill. Do you remember when we played there? Oh, yeah. yeah. I and was um, poorly then. Foul gig. One of my worst ever gigs, though. It was like the whole of the Emirates crew come with us. So I knew he flew the A380, the big, you know, the big, big daddy. plane. So I went oh. over to him. I went, "What do you what do you fly?" He went, "Oh, you know, the big girl." <laughs> so cringy, <laughs> cringy. Yeah, it's, do you know what though? I, I fucking love talking to pilots. I this is sounds lame now, but there's um, I'm obsessed with watching weird videos, art and stuff like that. And I went through a phase of watching this guy called like I can't, I think it's called Gear Seven Three Seven. Or seven three seven gear, and it's just, or seven. Leave me a comment, man. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's this pilot, and he goes through like sometimes he has like different formats of video. One form is like he goes through like Hollywood films and says how accurate they are compared to flying. All oh, right, and yeah. goes through all this stuff, and it's fucking honestly, I, I, I love it. At the moment, it's uh, Everest videos. Oh, you yeah, obsessed with watching videos of Everest, like about Everest. It's dark. 
Yeah, like, it's like watching a Netflix thing. Like I can't believe like this. This these people up there still frozen. Yeah, yeah. Like corpses. Oh yeah, they're just chilling up there. Pardon yeah, yeah. The pun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's mad. And like, like they were talking about like how the Sherpas have to make decisions like when people are alive or dead to like just leave them. And it's just like it's dark. Like you can be climbing everything, go past like There's seven one bodies called, and stuff. Um, Green boots. Green boots. Yeah. 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 And that's the most famous his, um, one. There's one next to him or near him, and it's a guy huddled over. Right? His knees are up. And he's got his like arm. <laughs> he's got his arms on his like knees like that, and his head down. And he's just frozen like that. Fuck that. You know what's there's the rule at Everest where you have to, um, you, if you go up Everest, you have to bring down a certain amount of like trash and like oh, really? human excrement. I've not heard that. What do you mean? Because yeah, obviously you know. You're up, oh, up, you go. Up, you go up through. Yeah, you go through all the stuff. So you have to bring your stuff down. Yeah, but if you know, if you need, if you need to go for an earther. You, you you can't just you, there's not public toilets on Everest. You obviously you, you know you do your business and you have to bring it back down with you. Fucking hell, like a bit like a dog walk. Yeah, but yeah, walking yourself. There's a portal at the top, isn't there? It gets <laughs> helicoptered on. Do, have you seen? I've actually um, sorry to interrupt. I've actually got a fact about Mount Everest. If you want it, go on then. This won't be my section. But Miles, I'm, 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 give us a fact. I'm not going to go into oh, so it. It's not, it's not going to be a Miles fact yet. Oh, I, mean, I mean, it can be. Do you want it? I don't, it depends. I, yeah, go on. I've got quite a few bits. Go on. Oh, I was going to say, it might sound a bit too serious. So Miles' facts are usually funny, aren't they? No, I mean, I, 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 on, I'll do a go few. On. Miles, give me a fact. Bumblebees can fly higher than Mount Everest. Fucking, fucking hell. Do you know how high Everest is? What's the elevation, Joe? It's 29,000 feet. Well, that's about 9,000 that metres, and that's what the, uh, these can fly eight, to. 8,800 8, 8, metres. Surely a bumblebee's just going to get blown around Bumblebees oh. can fly uh, high... Well, the highest they can fly is about... nine. Sorry, 9,000 metres or 29,500 feet. Yeah, so yeah, Everest is like the, the, roughly the same height as a, a, like a transatlantic flight at cruising altitude, which is mental, isn't it, when you think about it? I just, but there's been there's like recently or not recently like in the past like few years there's been like queues to get to the summit at the top and stuff and that's what's happened that's what's accounted to most most of the deaths. There'll be a cafe soon, won't there? Yeah, that's what. Well, that's what, loads <laughs> of people, loads of people, loads of mountaineers are fuming because like loads of shit badges and like fucking. Even though it's even though it's the highest, even, even though it's the highest, it's not regarded as like the hard. Do you know what I mean like they sort of saying like if you're fit enough, you can climb it. Even though it's, that sounds mad, do you know what I mean loads of people are fuming about it. Like, but people have done it like as a first mountain they've climbed over eight foot. I'm getting gimpy now, but they call when you get over 8,000 meters the death zone. Fuck <laughs> 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 And that's because you need oxygen past that level. You don't need it. Some people can, have climbed like, but K2 is apparently the hardest mountain. That's like the mountaineers mountain. Who was climb. the one who conquered it first? Eddie Bio, the Everest. <laughs> Eddie, what's his name? Eddie? The Eagle. <laughs> know, what is Eddie George Eagle? Mallory. I think it's Eddie. I think his body's still up there, actually. Well, he didn't conquer it, did he? <laughs> didn't make it back down the top. <laughs> okay. Eddie, Eddie Bure, that's it. Yeah. Sure he lived in Wilms, though, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that that's, sorry, that's the... Well, a cloud can weigh more than a million pounds. What, like, in, just like if you had a bag of a million quid? No, as in pounds, as in the weight format. As in the weight pounds. Oh, right, I thought you meant, like, money. Yeah, that's that's loosely related, but you don't think clouds to uh, weigh much, really, but... Yeah. Edmund Hillary, Charles, there we go. Edmund Hillary, that's the one. Cut that one out. Negative YouTube coming after me. Why do you hate us? Blossoms at Reading Festival. I think it's 2019. Was this the sun one? No, it's, what do you mean? It's dead hot. It was warm, yeah. That's what oh, I mean. It was, it, it, it was somewhat good. They're good, but the crowd is mint, wasn't it? No shit. 
Oh no, you hated it. But, uh, no, you see, well, crowd you was shit. No, 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 the Reading crowd. You're, you're was comparing shit. Reading to Leeds when it's always, yeah, it's the, always the crowd, better. The crowd, up north, the crowd was fucking. It was well busy. It was busy. Yeah, but they wish they want animated. They look bored. Yeah, anyway, it was dead. this is negative Tom. This 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 comment should be called negative Tom of the week. <laughs> Dunce Funts says <laughs> that synth line in the first song is so shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know if this band was American or British, but they're obviously British. You talk about a most kiss? Yeah. Fuck off. What a tune at most kisses? Um, Dunce Funts don't Dun- like it. Dunce Funts can fuck off. Yeah, I don't, I don't really agree <laughs> with that. is so shit. But then again, if I did agree, I'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it? You didn't write it. To be the- fair, what I did do on that, I just picked a fucking shit synth sound, so maybe he's right. <laughs> 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 yeah. There's another one. On Nos Alive, yeah. When we stepped in for the Kooks, and fucking that was a stressful gig last minute. Yeah, Twi- Twitching Soul Four, yeah, says <laughs> awful, awful, awful singer. <laughs> <laughs> but then, obviously, after last week, I went onto his profile. Oh, love it! And um, he's got a little playlist he's created called oh, yeah. the playlist on is he's got you know like rock and roll music and then one thing's called interesting so his number one video on his interesting playlist playlist is what the empire revealed about mace window after his death star wars explained <laughs> <laughs> we is only give this we only give this back to people don't oh, we God. you know if he's calling me an awful awful singer i can rip him about mace window <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's one on one. It is. It's, it's, it's one of them. It's vice versa. If you can give it, you can take it. Exactly. I can take it. We like Star back. Wars, but I do like Star Wars. But I don't. I don't want to know <laughs> what the Empire revealed about Mace Windu. I just like it. <laughs> what did like it reveal Star though? Wars. What did it reveal? I didn't watch the video. <laughs> I've got one here. Go on. Oh, you got another one. Uh, this is on YouTube. It's our video of Less I Know the Better cover of Tame Impala with Miles Kane. Yep. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. So this is from a guy. Whose name is Kanye Weast? <laughs> <laughs> Spelt W-E-A-S-T. Okay. And he's put, Blossoms suck cock, but you are a Chad Miles Kane. Thanks, bro. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get it. I don't know what it means. But you are yeah. Chad. Chad, yes. Well, Let Chad me Google. The name Chad. <laughs> oh, it's Chad. Be so like, Chad, we're Urban old. Dictionary. Yeah, it's good. We're old and we have to start doing this. I think we are getting a bit old, to be honest. Chad, in reference to the male anatomy, it's a space between the anus and the scrotal sac. Oh, the gooch. <laughs> so he's, I think he's slagging him off still. Thanks, bro. I think he's being sarcastic. So he's, is he saying... Is he saying, is he say- suck cock, Miles Kane, you are the gooch. Is that what he's saying? <laughs> is he saying we're the cock, Miles is the gooch? I mean, I don't really know. Maybe. Chad, residue of fecal matter. <laughs> Well, oh th- there's nothing positive coming out of it. It's all like <laughs> the sticky build-up found between the scrotum and the arse. Oh, <laughs> fucking arse. hell. Kanye Weast. And it, uh, here's an example of Chad in that. Kanye Yeast. Damn, dude, have a shower. <laughs> Damn, dude, have a shower. I can smell your Chad. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> <hand. laughs> you ever had a finger up your ass? <laughs> yeah. Medically. Oh, actually... 
You've had your, you've had a finger up your ass, haven't you, medically? That's why I'm asking if you had a finger up your I've ass. I've not, I've never done it, but I want to spe- I've got this down in my notes. What did a doctor say to you once? Oh, I knew this was coming at some point. It was <laughs> rather... true. No, no, I mean... It wasn't right. Let, we, let, no, let, before you start, let, we had let this... Me just, com- let me just, know, before you, know. you start, we had this conversation about whether we should talk about this on the podcast, but we decided that it should because, you know, we sh- you should be encouraged to go to the doctors when you've got something wrong with you. And it, when it's downstairs, you could feel a bit scared, do you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and well, anyway, yeah, but this, this, was, this, th- this wasn't related to that. What happened was I found a bit of like a lump on the side of me on my ribs. Yeah. And I was like, I need to get that checked out. It wasn't yeah. anything big. It was like, you know, it turns out it was just fucking fat on my ribs. Yeah, so it genuinely big, was fuck home. But I walked in, phoned them up. Obviously COVID, you have to phone up and they phone you back and they ask yeah. you your questions and that. <laughs> you what? I'm just laughing at you. You know, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> COVID and that. COVID and that. And they were like, come in. And I went, I went in, mask on, walked in, they were like, what's up? I was like, yeah, I've got a bit of a lump here, feel it. And the guy was like, I can't feel anything, to be honest, I think it's just your rib. And I was like, okay, well, I don't think that's true. And he's like, do you want me to get someone else? I was like, yeah, if you can. Came in, this, it was this woman, and she was like pro. She was like, you know, quite stern, but she was professional and stuff. Yeah, and she mean. was like, she felt my sides and she was like, yeah, looks okay. And then, and then she was like, right, this, that, whatever. I can't remember what the doctor was called, but he was, but basically she was like, right, check his groin, took his gloves off, and I was like, right, okay. And the the doctor, <laughs> the doctor, was, he seemed a bit more like, you know, he was he was friendly, but he seemed a bit he more. He was like, a trainer. He was training, wasn't he? He seemed a bit more like, all oh, right, okay, here we go. And I was like, right, what do you want me to do then? And he was like, oh, can you just lower your pants a bit? And I was like, yeah, sound. So he tackled with so, that. So 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 I, I lowered my pants, and he was like, no, the the they need to come down. I was like, <laughs> oh, off. And he was like, yeah, they need to come off. And I was like, why? And he's like, I, is she groin? I need to, I need to feel around the area for anything that, you know, yeah, yeah. anything that could be there. And I was like, right. So, you know, knobs out, <laughs> <laughs> stood up, his head. Right, knobs out, stood he, up. He's there, you know, feeling around. And, and I was, I was no, like. No, 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 there's a no, point. No, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't worry. Son. Sorry. And, and, you know. I've been in this situation before, so I was like, <laughs> "That's the thing I love." I was like, "I was like, it's it's even though it's medical, it's always a bit awkward, and you find yourself. I don't know if this for anyone else have ever done it, but you find yourself just say, staying awkward stuff on both halves." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, don't worry about it, mate. I've done. I've I've I've, I've been here before. I've been here before. I've done it before." And he was like, "Oh, right. Have you played rugby then?" And I was like. No. <laughs> Do we like the doctor making a shit joke? <laughs> and I was what like, did he mean? No, no, I, I don't know. I still, still know. I don't know. And I was like, no. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. So before that, I, uh, you know, had had it out. And Your penis. Um, yeah, yeah. We've all got one. We've not. We've not. <laughs> I had it out. I had it out. All of us in this room. Have anyway, got one. anyway, right. I, I got it out, and he was like, um, "Excuse me, could you?" Uh, he didn't say excuse me, but. He said, could you please move your junk? I was like, my junk? He was like, yeah, yeah. Did he, did so, he fuck, honestly? Did he yeah, you know, he, he called it, can you please move your junk? And then... And I, was like, and I was that like, yes, Sam, but, that, but, that, but that's, that's why I was like, oh, don't worry, I've been in this position before. And then, and then he said, oh, rugby. And I was like, no. <laughs> I've never played you rugby. Sure this guy was a doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he was fine. And then, I, you know, luckily I was fine. But like you were saying before, Joe... When you've got problem, I mean, that wasn't even for downstairs. That's what I mean. The situation I got myself into. It's all connected in it sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you should, if anything's up, go to the doctors. It can be daunting, but it's sound. It's just a bit, should it's check a bit funny. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I, I just, in my notes for that, I've got, 
Dr. Balls, Willie, move your junk. There, <laughs> 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 the notes have got down. But Miles I've told been to me. Dr. Balls a few times. <laughs> Miles told me, and I, fucking hell, I was, oh yeah, I was, cr- I was but cry- it's, crying. You know, it's, it's, but you it's, it's make a no, point, yeah, if you've got something wrong down there, you oh, yeah. definitely, do you know what I mean? But you, you can, we can put it off, and even like I said, with COVID now, you might be like, oh, it's not serious, I'll wait. Yeah. But if you think it is something serious, go and check then you've got, you know, you can phone yeah. up. Check your junk. We've got the NHS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you might as well just amazing. Hiya! Oh, I'm so sorry I'm late. Hiya. Sorry. Worry about it. Really, really don't like being late. <laughs> no, I'm I, I have a realm of acceptability which is like 25 minutes, so you're in like 11 minutes. So. That's a huge amount of. Uh, <laughs> 25. <laughs> you can tell from that how late Tom is usually all the time. So. Right, got you. It's all right. Hello. How are you doing? See ya. Good. How are you lot? Um, all right. As can be. Might be a bit of a lag. Might be a bit of a lag on my end if you can. Uh... <laughs> Char- Charlie, lives, Charlie lives I'm up in, in the hills, hills though. He's, oh, really? He's not very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll deal with that. We'll work with it. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> so, right, should we start? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, we've got a little section of our podcast. I don't know if you've. Have you, I don't know if you ever listened to our podcast. It's I have listened to it. It's quite. Um, <laughs> it's quite. I don't know how to explain it. Pub You're not doing a very good sell, are you? Go on, you've got to have a one-liner. Our podcast is. I know, and I'm not. I'm not very. Us, uh, not us five chatting shit. That's basically what it is. <laughs> That's what a podcast is, though, isn't it? There's not much. Yeah. It. It's quite light-hearted and silly. Like we go, through, we've got other sections like negative YouTube comment of the week, where we go and find what people are slagging us off on YouTube and nice. pick the best one. My favourite. Yeah. Personal favourite is. Tom looks like an indie David Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> can't see it personally, but... I can't see that. <laughs> I can't. No. Just mean, isn't it? Yeah, I can't, I can't see that at all. Wow. I mean, you took that on the chin pretty well there. Yeah. It's what it is, isn't it? It is what it is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we wanted to like, get people involved, but, and we thought the best way was picking five tunes from Manchester. Great idea. It's a bloody great idea. Yeah, it's quite an obvious idea as well, though, isn't it? It's like no, it's not. It's not though, because it's really, a, it's really niche. It's a cute. I like it. It's um, it's great. Great. We've idea. had a few. We've had a few people do it already, and you, you, you get, you get like, it's like we've seen some of your picks. I'm like, I didn't even know they were from Manchester. Do you know I what I mean? That's say. like, that's what's interesting about it. It is, isn't it? So, yeah. It's, what's what's your on. number one pick? Well, what's your first pick? Let's go with. Right, let's go with the obvious first. We're going to start with the obvious. Yeah. We're going to start with, I mean, it's so obvious, but you know you have to go with what makes you feel good. And yeah. this song makes me feel so good. And it is the very glaringly obvious Oasis Champagne Supernova. Tune. Yeah, like, I think tune. if you're talking about Manchester music, you can't really not mention Oasis in it's my so eyes. Obvious. No. It's so obvious, but you can't, like, there's ways of going about doing this item. You could go, right... I'm going to be like really cool and pick songs no one's heard of and bands that are really underground. Or you can go, I want to hit a big hitters. I want to talk yeah. about songs that literally make my heart burst. And uh-huh. that is one of them. It's l- it's super long. 
it's gorgeous. There's a little journey in that song and it's like all spacey at the end. And if you lie on some grass looking at the sky when that end bit's playing, it's just divine. Yeah. No, I, I'm well on board with that. No, I no one's picked that down. tune anyway. Yeah. What? How's no one picked that? I don't know. We've had, obviously, everyone, most people have picked Oasis, but just not well that one. with it or whatever, yeah. No, we've not had yeah. champagne too. No. It reminds me of um, 42's nightclub in, Man- in Manchester. Tell me about 42's. What's happening there? I've never been. Oh, it's, it's I'll like... I'll tell you about 42's. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> don't think you want to just stay quiet Charlie <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 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 I'll do this it's like Manchester's indie nightclub right so we used to go there growing up when you know you'd get in I think I got in with your ID once Joe when we were like 17 and then but they just play all like the do you know what I mean Oasis Stone Roses like you know all the the big hitters over the years and it's just like the place to go if you're into that kind of music and let's hope that 42 survives the pandemic I can't bear the thought of 42s not being around do what we did like a GoFundMe we, we donated a load of like signed lyrics and stuff to like you know it was like a bundle to help them raise money and oh, I think they raised, they raised what they wanted to do so I think they'll I think they're going to do it which is good uh, sad times isn't it yeah especially with things like that like that was one of the reasons I, I got into sort of indie music do you yeah. know what I mean like was like club like places like because it was I don't know it just sort of opens your mind. You hear songs you've never heard or you start going down different routes because I first went there, I listened to like Oasis and things like that, but I was really like, I was quite, do you know what I mean? I didn't really, I had blinkers on. I was just like, oh, Manchester bands like the Smiths, Oasis, Stone Roses, you know what I mean? There's no other bands. Obviously, when you go there, it sort of broadens your eyes a bit and then you start meeting other people who are into that, them sort of tunes and it's sort of like, I don't know, them places are really good, aren't they? And yeah, think, you find your tribe, don't you? You go, oh, these yeah, are exactly. people. This is the music we listen to and this is how we dress and this is what we talk about. And it's like... That's so exciting, especially when you're young. Like, I really remember that time when I was in my early 20s, a thousand years ago, and we all went to Camden, and everyone would hang out in the Barfly or the Lock Tavern or whatever, and all the young... Like, I remember seeing Laura Marling when she was about 13, playing in whatever pub we were in, the Lock Tavern or something, and it's like, oh, that was just such a special time where everyone was loving the same bands. Like, there's all these bands like Larrikin Love and and Kid Harpoon, like, doing their thing, and it was such a special time. And you do think, without those venues, how do you get that sense of community? It's such a loss. Yeah, 100%. And it's, I tell you, it's, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Because they, they are, like, like, I don't think I would be the person, and it sounds so ridiculous to say, because it's, like, it's only a club, do you know what I mean? But I wouldn't be who I am now if it wasn't for them places, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at the time, you don't really realise. You just go, oh, let's go 42s and have a drink, do you know what I mean? Then yeah, no, I agree. you have some, some of your best nights and, like, meet some of your best mates and stuff. And Totally. It's so it important. Finding happiness, like, that's really important, just to, like, go and enjoy something, which we haven't yeah, yeah. So it's important. Yeah, but that, that song reminds me of that nightclub yeah. and now there's a poster of us on the wall in 42s i'm still but i still oh wasn't. that's great yeah what a proud moment that's wicked that's probably been abused with marker pen by now <laughs> yeah <laughs> david cameron all around <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. song number two yeah well okay i know what i'm going to talk about next because i want to talk about this nightclub situation a bit more so i'm going to go with entrance set you free now, I'm going with this song. I didn't actually know Entrance were from Manchester, but the internet says they are. That's so, the one I didn't know. I didn't know they were from know. Manchester. I mean, let's hope it's true because it's a great <laughs> song. So my sort of equivalent pre-the-Camden days were... 
<laughs> I lived in a like suburban working class town um, called Eastcote. And the neighbouring town was called Ricelip. This is like end of the Metropolitan Line stuff, right? So where is this? Yeah, no one knows East Coast. And, um, but Elton John was born in Pinner, which is the other neighbouring town. So he's given us a little landmark there. So Ricelip had an, a nightclub um, for under 16s, which was a hockey hall. And it was called Pulse. Now this is back in this is like the late nineties, like mid to late no, but yeah, mid to late nineties. So it was all dance. It was garage, like two step garage. And I love garage. Hey, garage is wicked. I we lo- like garage was what you had to listen to if you grew up in that area in the nineties. Yep. So we're listening to garage. We're listening to like dance stuff, like pop dance, wearing horrendous outfits and. <laughs> sort of raiding your parents' alcohol cupboard before you went <laughs> to the under-16s nightclub really yeah. drunk. And Entrance was definitely a solid favourite at Pulse. It's it's one of... I, that's one of the tunes I... You can Have we set the song, though? Set you free. <laughs> oh, set you free. Set you free. <laughs> it's a good point, yeah. I think that is the song you think of when you think of that Entrance, though, isn't it? I used to... Um, when, I, when we were in school, we used to have these... Do you know, like, everyone used to want to be a DJ... And it's like what you were saying there, like you used to go to like them teen nightclub things. We had one in It was Stockport. called Heaven and Hell in Stockport. <laughs> yeah, wow. It was like, it was the upstairs was like all white and downstairs was like all red. It was like oh, a big so devil clever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, ooh. But everyone wanted to be a DJ. And I remember buying this like DJ set off eBay and I got it for 99p and I was dead buzzing. And wow. I did it on my dad's account. But the delivery was like 50, 55 quid or something. <laughs> I mean, my dad was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, but anyway, it came. And the first final I got was Entrance. Really? And I'm looking at my vinyl collection here. I've got to see if I've got oh, that. I know I'm it. That's awesome having it on vinyl. That's super cool. I mean, I definitely uh, had it on. How weird is that? Yeah. <laughs> or CD- oh, that. <laughs> I was looking there. Oh, mate, I thought, get, get, get on the old, is that the OG? Three for a tenner at HMV or something. That's amazing. <laughs> imagine, imagine if it was like that now. Shit. <laughs> wow, three for a tenner. That's genius. I, I thought then, I thought, it sounds like a, like before this, I was up all night like trying to dig yeah. up the entrance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just saw the green then and then it was good. I was like, I've got that somewhere. Oh, they are, that is such a tune. You've got to spin that later. I'm going to have a little dance. No, I'm going to leave it out. Leave it out. Leave it out. But yeah. Good. <laughs> So, I think that, like you said, that's one of them songs, right? It's like, there's like, um, I think like Champagne Supernova and that there's like a euphoria to it where you just want to sort of grab your mate and dance to it and just be like, ah, this is amazing. Do you know what I mean? You just want to forget everything. It's like, this song's amazing. It's, it's so one of those songs you can't remember where it came from. It's like it's always been in the ether. Do you know what I mean? It's always been there. Because we it's were probably, a, I can't like, I don't ever remember going or finding that tune. I just remember knowing it like forever yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, it's everywhere. And, um, it is like a real nostalgic moment. Like me and all my schoolmates, there's six of us, we're still best friends. And we've all had kids and we will often text a song like that to each other and go, oh my God, do you remember when we used to like be fun human beings that we <laughs> do that by kids? And um, you need to remember who that part of yourself. So I like to often remember the Pulse days and <laughs> me being a fun person. Is, is, Pulse still, is Pulse still a thing? I don't 
no, I, I very much doubt it. I very much like. I'm not even sure how they got away with it back then because we were all clearly so drunk when we arrived. Um, <laughs> and it probably started at about seven. Do you know what I mean? It was like super yeah. early, but it was, and everyone was snogging each other and all that jazz. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was just like. It was carnage, but so fun. But I doubt it's there. It might. It's probably been turned into a block of flats or something. To be fair, isn't it? Because oh, the one we had, the Heaven Home, was that. I imagine it, was, it might be the same pause, but like it was actually a nightclub. But it was like on a Wednesday night. They had this team night. Now this was a hockey hall, primarily. Oh, oh, yeah. Yes, it was just. Yeah, so I, I, our one was like it was a nightclub but on like a Wednesday. It was like under sixteens or something. And like the bar, oh, I just sold coke and Fanta. <laughs> Maybe just to really, um, so you can sleep at night, I might do a pilgrimage to Ryslip and just have check it out. Do you know what? I, I, want, to, uh, I want you to do like a Zoom, a Zoom call and yeah, recreate sure. Pulse over Zoom. <laughs> or what might be easier is just that when this podcast goes out, <clears> they just say, if anyone lives on King's College Road, Ryslip, is Pulse still there? Then I haven't got a yes. bother. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like I want to know. I, want, I, want, I know the vibe of Pulse, but I want to relive the vibe. Yeah, I found a Pulse flyer the other day because one of my best mates, Kai, he used to always go with me. And I do a 90s show on Radio 2 because uh, I'm at that age now where I can legitimately reminisce about an era, which is <laughs> ridiculous. And, um, and I found the flyer via Kai... And it was like it had one of those little acid faces, smiley faces on with like <laughs> dancing. And it had like MC this, MC that, like all these local DJs and MCs with hilarious. That's exactly how I imagine it. Yeah. You've it's got living it. up to, the, it. to the imagination. I love that. I know. So Entrance City Free featuring Pulse Nightclub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loving it. I Loving love it. And I didn't know they were from Manchester. Not even really even disgrace that fact that. Entrance from Manchester. Let's hope they are, because if not, Wiki- Wikipedia says so. It must be true. Yeah, it's got, it's got to be true. <laughs> it has to be true. Um, shall I so, go? I'm going to switch up the energy now. Yeah. I'm going yeah. take that. Love ain't here anymore. The first take that entry. Yeah, it is. What? Who's <laughs> not picking? Take that. Who is not <laughs> picking? Take that. There is a lot to choose from, though, isn't there? When you when you start delving of like Manchester artists, it's like I, I, I'm glad I don't have to pick it. You can't, they're sublime. I think it's what you're saying though, before what you said before, for I think it's that thing of being like, oh, trying to be too cool. I didn't want to I'm not take cool. that. In. I know I'm not cool. I'm too old, I'm not cool. I'm going with the classics and I'm going nice. with that. And I'm not even going with a high upbeat octane one. I'm going with a love ain't here anymore. Because me and Becky Curry, one of my best mates, used to sit <laughs> in her kitchen counter and me and Becky Curry knew every word and we would sing our little hearts out dreaming of whichever one we fancied that week <laughs> <laughs> i think take that like you know take that one massive weren't they well they still massive. are like massive. Huge. like if you grew up in the 90s you couldn't escape them and i wasn't even like i wasn't a take that fan that had posters all over my bedroom wall because i was too obsessed at the time with hansen not from manchester <laughs> Um, and so I was more into umbop. So I was all about Hanson, whereas like Fran and Becky were really into take that. But I, because I have always been a huge music fan, I you can't not appreciate an amazing pop melody and lyric that comes from the one and only Captain Gary Barlow. He's such a good songwriter as well. 
Yeah, so yeah. good. Insane. He's so good. Like every song. Go back to those first three albums. There's not a bad song. No, a million love songs. A million Back love. I nearly went with that, but I thought this was a little bit more of a curveball, and I've got more nostalgia attached to it. Every song, like back, like oh, it's just a million. Like, go and listen to all of that. Like they're just amazing, amazing. Every song, every song. Yeah, I was, and here's the vinyl. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when they came back after breaking up with Patience, and that was like, what a fucking tune, nice. Right. That so. was like, like whatever it was, 2006, I was like, bit, like what? obviously I'm into like, by then I was like full on, yeah, indie and all that, and then they heard that, I was like, fucking hell, take that. And <laughs> but as a songwriter yourself, like you can't, you know, even if it's not your genre, you can't, no, you can't deny it. Like, songwriting prowess, like just the melodies and it's just so clever, like as far as pop goes, it doesn't yeah. get much better than take that. 100%. Yeah. And they've got that other thing, haven't they? They've got the thing like Robbie, sort of like the badass one. You know, is he in, is he out? They've yeah. got a few little back behind the scenes things. You know, I mean, they are interesting. They've got a few, they are, they, they tick all the boxes, don't they? Say that. And they're lovely. Like, I've interviewed them a million times. I know Gary very well because we did Kilimanjaro together for Comic Relief. And we've, you know, I've done a bunch of work stuff with him. And, and he's just the loveliest, loveliest bloke ever. So I absolutely adore them. I think they're brilliant. You've yeah. got into walking, haven't you, Joe? Oh, <laughs> really? I, love, I absolutely, literally, just, I, got, I just opened a big package that got loads of free gifts. Oh, I love it. What's that? Walking boots and stuff? Yeah, walking boots, walking pants. They're the ones. This is what, the, this is, this is what it's like now in a band in lockdown. <laughs> Our conversations, it, I was on the phone to him yesterday and he went, I've got these new shoes, they're really good for gripping. I was like, <laughs> I was like, is this what it is now? And I was like, fair play, <laughs> mate. I'm going out running. It's like fucking hell. Can yeah, you on. make? Um, can you make walking indie? Well, I, this is what I was going to say, right? Because I, I like, I love like coats. Do you know what I mean? I'm like a bit of a jacket fiend, and I love like the old walking jackets. Do you know what I mean? Like, and obviously the '90s was quite big on, the, especially Manchester walking yeah. coats, parkers, and stuff. And then, so at first it was like I'd always put like a cool coat on, but recently it's got like too technical. And now this is my first pair of walking pants, and I feel like that's the point where it's like. You don't care about the cool coats anymore. Can you, you define a walking play. pant? Like, what is a walking pant? What's different about a normal pair of trousers? That's what I need to know. Yeah, I'm curious on this as well. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going in. It's going to have, like, whistles on it and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is this, like, netted bag? I don't know what that's for. <laughs> a tangerine? Dignity, <laughs> 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 that. They're very, they're very waterproof. Right. You've got, you've got some. It's like, it's like, a, it's like an unzippable flare that goes all the way down. Oh my god! So if you get a bit hot, you can uh, get <laughs> some ventilation to your calves. That's genius. <laughs> I don't know where, oh. why. Why is that zip so big? You're just too cool, Joe. I don't know what to do about this. this yeah. is, you're oozing cool. <laughs> you see, being in a band now. But I think I'm because I'm a drummer. Drummers, drummers have never been cool. It's <laughs> of course they have. What Dave Grohl? Yeah. Maybe, okay, I'm just not cool. Right, okay. So you're the <laughs> I'm the thing that lets drummers down by the walking pants that zip all the way. That, they're like them. Taylor Hawkins has got walking pants. <laughs> I hope I'm not the only one. <laughs> they're, they're like them, uh, them tracky bottoms, the kipper ones. You saw the press ones. Yeah, they were wicked, man. I had, I had a pair of those from Wembley Market. Genius. You, you said you're laughing at me now, but when I, I, when I wear them bad boys and unzip them. You're bringing it back. 
<laughs> everyone, everyone want poppers down the legs. <laughs> Should we do song four? We've got yeah. off on a right tangent from take that to rambling. I mean, what's going on? <laughs> As soon as you mentioned Kilimanjaro, that was it. I know, he's off. You should do a walking podcast. There you go. That's a new offshoot oh. for you. Don't um, we, had a mate, we had a mate, just a quick one. And they're like, basically, Miles, one of his mates, they had like a group chat. And, you know, back in the day, they, all, they had like a flat and used to all get, you know, a lot of drinks and a lot of whatever. Like It was like a party flat. So they had a group chat and one of them was like, oh, I'm thinking of doing a walk for charity for someone's like, you know, to raise some money. Thinking of walking Everest. And we were like, are you fucking mental? <laughs> yeah, that's going to take about four months and you might die. Just to yeah. say it. So like, like some, some of the, like, the world's best mountaineers have failed Mount Everest. Like, it's like, like at least hard. start with the Cornish coast. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> start with Kinder and move up. There you go. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Chemical Brothers, Hey Boy, Hey Girl, for my next oh, one. Chew. Chemical Brothers are just like... It's a firm dressing room, after the gig dressing room vibe, that is it, for us. I bet it is. I bet it is, because it's got everything. Like, it's that build is so crazy. Even if you're feeling really sluggish and crap, it just, like, there's just something euphoric about that song. So yeah, it, good. and they are, like... The masters of a live gig, I think. We see them live them. at fair f- a few festivals, and then we're like, "Fucking hell!" Like the show they put on, it's like a show next level. The digital element is amazing, and I just think they've always been at the sort of forefront of that, haven't they? They're just they're so yeah. so sublime at what they do, and and especially in a festival setting, yeah. perfect. I was going to say, the, 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 I think the, the last time I remember seeing them was at Glastonbury. And oh, we talk about Glastonbury. It's too depressing, isn't it? I know. <sighs> No, Did you, I, was have... co- I was cooking yesterday and I had like the tunes on on the radio and then it broke for like a news break and obviously I had like you know I had like it was like Barry White loads of boss tunes and then it was like a house has uh, fallen into the road in Manchester because of the floods and then it said something about you'll get an £800 fine if you go to a party and then it was like and uh, Glastonbury's cancelled I was just staring at my food like <laughs> Is this the end of the world? Because, like, what's going on here? How are you not feeling about not gigging? Because, like, my husband's in a band and he's just, like, it's just such a downer not being able to get out and do what you're good at. How are you dealing with that? I think from... Because everyone's in the same boat, like, for us, so you kind of... You know, you can't be too selfish about it, but it's more the, like, you know, announcing it and then cancelling it. If they could, like, give us a set date, like, if in my head, if it was, like, right, you know a year from now or, you know, next yeah. summer, 2022, you can do it. I think I'd be able to, I could accept it because I know, you know, you've no. got an end goal then where it's more than like the fear of the unknown, I suppose. It's just a bit like, is it ever going to come back? But it will. It's just a, it's just a strange, strange time, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's that thing you said, that, that cancelling, because you get loads of people and going like, why don't you just cancel it or why are you rescheduled? Like, like, I think we've got a tour that's, that's like next month or like the next two months, which is obviously not going to happen. But it's like, obviously, we've got loads of people who are working really hard to try and sort it all out. But you get tweets like every day, like, is this still going on? It's like, obviously not. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, literally, yeah. of course, it's not going on. It's like, but just bear with us. But you can't say it. Do you know what I mean? It's just... <clears throat> just got to try and stay motivated, aren't you? Like, I wrote a lot in the first lockdown. So we ended up recording another album. Wicked. So, do you know, we've got that to kind of delve into. And like, we've got the podcast now. And just trying to keep your mind at ease, isn't it, I suppose? And... Thank you. Motivated. Like, for, for like for you. I bet you like because yeah. I've seen a few things you talked about, like homeschooling and stuff. I bet that's like so hard. 
Homeschooling is living hell. Um, <laughs> it's so it's so awful. But work-wise, I've been really lucky because, like, especially with the podcast, if anything, it's been easier because previously you would never have, none of us would have thought, I didn't even know what Zoom was, we'd never have thought to do anything no. online. Yeah. So I would wait for someone from the States to come to the UK, have this sort of scheduling nightmare of when and how we're going to meet and whatever. And then... You know, the, the two series I've done in this last year, we've had some of the best guests ever because everyone's sat at home doing nothing. So we've had Alicia Keys, Deepak Chopra, um, Robbie, like just some amazing people because everyone, as you've said, is in the same boat of going, I need to stay creative. I need to keep talking. I need to keep doing my thing. So we've just had some amazing people. So it's made that bit easier. You know, I'm I'm on a selfish note gutted that we didn't get to do our live festival, our Happy Place Festival last yeah. year. Don't know what's happening with it this year. We're still in the same boat as you guys, like stay at a time. But I really can't wait to do that again and just to be with a bunch of strangers in a field. I'm looking forward to that. 100%. Yeah. When you see like videos back, you're like, it just seems like so foreign now, doesn't it? You're like, wow, I can't imagine and New that. Zealand, they had a music festival in New Zealand last week and I was like, people are touching each other. Oh my God. <laughs> stop hugging. So stop <laughs> Oh, but it looked joyful. So yeah, you know. You just got to think, when it, when it does come back, it'll be, you'd think it'd be better than ever and the, the appetite will be, will be unreal. So I suppose once yeah. you starved or something for so long, it's like, ah, once you get it, it'll be... I'll say that. Imagine, imagine the first class when we back. Oh! You know, I'll just realize, I can just imagine going in the field just running around everywhere. Like, oh, oh. I used to moan about this eight mile walk, but now I love it. <laughs> yeah! I <laughs> know! Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, with us. I, mean, I think that's the best thing. It's like looking forward to things like that. I think that's the only way to get by. It's like looking for, instead of just thinking about the now, it's just like one day soon yeah. it'll be there. It's going to be like, really good. But Chemical Brothers are that thing that I'd be like, if there was one band, like, at a festival, I'd always be like, I need to see. Have to. Yeah, we, we did a festival. I can't work. Where was it, Tom? Do you remember? The Miles' birthday one? Romania. Romania. Yeah, Romania. We, they were playing, they were headline there, and we played, like, earlier in the day. I think it was our first time there, and I think it was just after a big gig of ours, like, a home. We, we, just, got, we just got number one on the first That's time. Yeah, we just got, just got the number one, so we're absolutely buzzing. And we wanted to sort of, Sounds dead ungrateful now, but at the time we just wanted to sort of spend time with us because we'd just done that whole year of just like touring everywhere. Like we'd ne we're not even spent any time at home. Then we came back, we got the number one. We were like, oh, we just sort of wanted to spend time with our families, you know what I mean? Yeah. But instead we had to like go to this festival in Romania. We'd never been. We thought it was going to be one of them festivals where you turn up and it's like 12 people and you're on a massive <laughs> stage and you're just like, why? But it was actually one of the best festivals and it was, look, the crowd was massive and everyone was like really like, happy to see us then chemical was headlining and they got like miles a bottle of champagne for his birthday and it was just like this is mint and we were watching chemical was like on this little like vip bit like just it was it was in the crowd but it was like it was quite it was weird but it was really good and this mole this mole kept coming up every time the bass went <laughs> this mole this mole kept popping up like, in between your legs an Every actual mole? Like massive, yeah, like an actual mole just like kept crawling up. I was like, <laughs> the, the weirdest thing ever, like watching the chemicals in Romania with a mole. But, wow. I mean, I've never heard of a mole visiting a festival. That's really quite something. It's funny because like, I wouldn't normally at home listen to dance music at all. But at a festival, it's just something so magical. Like, 
I remember seeing Daft Punk for the first time at a festival and it was just ridiculous. Like, so euphoric and incredible. And likewise with Prodigy, like even more special now, you know, I've seen them a bunch of times at festivals and that is just something that I will cherish forever. And it's, yeah. as I said, not something I'd put on at home, but when you're at a festival, it's just, oh, it's next level. So my last song, and again, it will be no surprise to anybody that I'm picking this band, is Stone Roses. And I've gone with yeah. Waterfall. That's my favourite mm. tune. Is it? It's possibly of all time. Just throwing oh. it out there. Yeah, my brother is a massive Stone Roses fan and we could probably debate this one for quite a long time. But I just think there's something so delicate and beautiful about it. And it's just a bit of a classic, isn't it, really? It sounds good yeah. any time of day. Yeah, Stone Roses. 100%. One. They're one of them bands that <clears throat> just are really annoying how good they are. Like each one of them is just like a mass. Like, Johnny I mean, John Squire is just amazing. Rennie is me, Manny's me. Like, it's just like... It, they're so annoying. You know, when you look into it, you're just like, oh, God, that's They're all so good. I once saw Ian um, at the supermarket. Really? So I was in a supermarket uh, in West London, quite a, like, nice organic-y kind of one. Mm-hmm. Like, not a, cha- not a chain, a one-off. Wow. Yeah. And I kept looking, going, nah, can't be. In here, buying brown rice. <laughs> And I just kept following him, and it was him. And he stood in front of me at the checkpoint. I was just staring at him blatantly. I didn't say hi. It's too embarrassing. Didn't know. I'd never met him before. I've weirdly never interviewed them. Wow. And um, he was buying all sorts of healthy, organic stuff. And he went on his way. There's a film. I, there's a film called "There's Only One Jimmy Grimble," which is about a young lad who wants to play for Man City. It's like a late nineties film, and the soundtrack to that is like waterfalls in that. It just reminds me of that film and mm. just being young. And it's one of the first tunes like my mum and dad had showed me. And I think they showed me the Stone Roses album, but that was the one that I so got that. into that song. If you know what I mean, I think it's accessible to all ages. And it is. It's just lovely. Yeah. There's just something really delicate and amazing about it, and the melody is beautiful. And I think when you listen to it, and like you. Because I listened to it again when I was picking these songs, because I was like, oh, it's, it's a very hard task picking these songs. Yeah. And listening to that again, there's just like a lot of layers to that song, and it's just yeah. a really clever song. I just think it's really beautiful. Yeah, I love that tune. Tim, it's definitely my top five of all time, that tune. Really? Yeah, I've always said, obviously, you go in waves of like, say, oh, this is one of my favourite tunes, but that's always like stayed up there for me. It's a beaut. It's a beaut. I love it. It's a, we we uh, were lucky enough to support him at Wembley. Really? Like, wow. Uh, How was that? Amazing. Did you yeah, hang so out we much? We did. We, they had like a little after party, like near the dressing rooms, and we were like in there. My mum and dad had come and stuff like that, so I got to introduce them to like to Ian Brown and stuff. And obviously, they like been to Spike Island together, and you know, were massive fans. So I think they were just like, yeah, freaking out, <laughs> shock. <clears throat> so that was great. Yeah, it was dead sound. Dynamo was there doing magic. Oh, I love him. He's so he's, he pops up everywhere. Yeah, with a deck of that's, cards, picking marbles out <clears> your ears or whatever he's doing. He's always doing cool <laughs> stuff. That was that was one of the gigs though where it was like I, I, I don't know. I felt that's what every backstage is like. When you first start a band, you're like, oh, backstage is going to be amazing. Obviously, then you do gigs and you're like, backstage is rubbish. Yeah, so David, like, David Beckham give me a pint. No way! But that yeah. was that was the gig where it was like backstage was like yeah this is what I am. That's how it should be. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like Dynamo just casually doing magic. Yeah, just throwing pints around like 
Why is Sorry, it? but it's like you was kicking off. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it should be like, and it doesn't really happen so much anymore, does it? Because everything feels quite sort of mechanical and like clinical. Yeah. But you, I think there are a few bands that still really keep that like very exciting magic backstage where you're like oh this feels exactly as I'd imagined it would like that's really really special but I think it's quite rare these days oh 100% I think you've just got to be absolutely huge and you've got to be on that level of just be I think it's so I think it's like social media and phones as well I think that's why then these like Dynamo and David Beckham don't really go to as many gigs I mean it's just like they can't just enjoy it it's just like getting my yeah yeah it's a shame but it was it was a good 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 gig but yeah mint song mint band mint <laughs> i don't know if i can say mint can i it's not really allowed yeah, you can you can say mint really even though i'm a dirty southerner <laughs> yeah of course okay. you can <laughs> well, we, 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 we spent loads of time in liverpool recording we just say boss now like it's part of our like yeah. and, 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 it, and is that okay you're allowed to I think so. We just made it. We just started. I think when you meet new people and you drop it into a conversation, they're probably looking at you like, why the fuck's he saying boss? But then you're like, no, no, I've got loads of mates. We spent loads of time there. And it's just like a habit now. That's I it. like, like it. Fern will be homeschooling later and be like, okay, that was mint. Well, mint. Then what? <laughs> My son will love it. My son is, he, he's down with like any new words that he can fit in. He's always got like a new little phrase or word that he's using so i'm going to teach him mint and he'll be most definitely loving that one (laughs) probably say it to his teacher on zoom or something but we'll see what happens (laughs) i mean there's worse words than mint there are there are (laughs) many worse ones even ones that i have uttered over the last month of homeschooling (laughs) everyone happy no Oh, why not? What's what's your problem? Do you know, I feel like a caged tiger fern. Why? So much to say, but I can't say it. Charlie, you sound like you sound like you know, this wrong with you because it's like slightly a bit slow. You're like, yeah. It's like you're in forty two yeah. nightclub, two a.m. <laughs> no, it's been an enjoyable listen to be honest. So <laughs> he's enjoyed just Aww. chilling out and listening. Bless him. <laughs> Sorry, Charles. That's Aww. all right. <laughs> well, I've had a lovely Thank time. Thank you so much for doing it, though, Fern. Yeah, appreciate it. Enjoy homeschooling. Nice <laughs> one. Hi, guys. What's on the news? Amazing. <laughs> I've got a potential new section. Oh. Um, I think basically I'll read you a few of the things and then we'll go into, we can select one of Have them. Have you got basically. a name for it? Or is, is I'm that... going to call it Amusing News. Oh, nice. So basically it's like weird headlines from the week. Sing Amusing News. So Miles can do a, th- a thing to it. I don't, Miles can we don't, do this one. We don't have to have a fucking... No, go, yeah, go on. What a jingle to it. Go on, Miles. Sing it. <laughs> What's on the news? Amazing. <laughs> it's amusing. Amusing? <laughs> well, that's what we're using. I want to fucking listen it. We'll have, we'll have us laughing after it's <laughs> Amusing. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you really try. It's an amazing, just made no sense. <laughs> I thought it was called. Well, no, what's, wait, whoa, what's whoa. on the news? You think it was amazing, amazing. news? <laughs> I thought it was amazing news because it was like that's the th- that should be it. That's the theme, and I was oh, laughing at you. God, that is <laughs> what's in the news? What's, am- what's in the news? <laughs> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I felt sorry for you then. It's not the first time, is it? Uh, Right, go go on with your amazing news. I'll read you the headlines first, and then we'll go into one at the end if you want, and talk about it. So, 
Here's one. Woman fined after walking husband on a lead and telling the police he was a dog. That's <laughs> <laughs> why you say hello. <laughs> what, was that? what? That headline is woman fined after walking husband on a lead and telling the police he was a dog. Have you got a reason to why this I've happened? Got, yeah, I've got some more okay. info, but I'm going to go. Right. Man changes his name to Celine Dion after having far too much to drink. <laughs> oh, I, I, he was on Radio 2. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Bodybuilder who married a sex doll says she broke just before Christmas. <laughs> Why is that the news? <laughs> Colin removed a man... Oh, Colin. <laughs> Fucking read it wrong. Coin removed from months. <laughs> <laughs> Colin removed from months. <laughs> Coin removed from man's nose after being stuck there for 50 years. I love that. Colin years. removed from man's nose for being stuck there for 50 years. <laughs> oh. Man whose body turns food into alcohol can get drunk from eating a slice of cake. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> um, don't do any more. That's no, I've got one more, which oh, I think oh, is a good one. I like this section. Zombie apocalypse map shows the best place to be in the UK if the dead rose. <laughs> Josh has got Josh's mm. house with the axe. <laughs> well, the multiple axes, don't you mean? <laughs> right, so which, I, I which one imagine... do you want to hear more about? I think I, you probably want to know about the zombie t- one, don't t- you? Tell me that. Miles so, is actually interested. You've probably thought about this a lot. Right. Have you had really quick insert? There's a running app where you can pretend you've been you're being chased by zombies. Is there? Yeah, Emily oh. showed me. Didn't work. I'm not doing it. But like, yeah, you put it on. And it goes. The zombies are coming. Run, run for your life. And it's like <laughs> you have to start sprinting or they oh. kill you. <laughs> I'll give a piece of that. Do you know I think I think that would make me run. To be fair. Anyway, right. A zombie apocalypse may not be on the cards anytime soon, or so we hope. But scientists have now revealed the best place to live if the dead were to rise up. The company. Wait there, wait there, yo, when they say scientists, <laughs> fucking bollocks. They're called Save on Energy, the place. It's nerds on Reddit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The company's analysis revealed that Cambridge would be the best place to live if they began to rise from the dead. I feel like they'd be all clever. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking shabby the way you said that then. Be like, clever. Be all clever. <laughs> oh, here's the reason this is because it has lots of access to farmland as well as being a, num- a home to a number of onshore wind farms and recycling centres ah so you could like live off the uh, the land that's basically what it is it's not like you can go and get a lot of cardboard to fight them <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean why cardboard well, there's, there's, near recycling there's, a wor- there's a world um, shortage of cardboard at the moment is there actually? Yeah, because the spike... It's all in our fucking yard. We need to fucking <laughs> get rid of it. Because the spike in um, deliveries and stuff like that. Wow. There you go, there's a bore... And cardboard's going up. There's a bore in there. Um, Oxford was ranked as the least likely place where people could survive a zombie apocalypse. That's smart as well. Manchester's in the top ten to survive. That's good. Give us one more, Tom. So what do you want to hear about? You, you pick. Go on, pick. Let me have a quick look again. So the, the woman fined after walking her husband on the lead... <laughs> A woman in Canada has been fined for breaking a COVID curfew by walking her husband on a lead. When stopped by the police, she ca- claimed her partner was in fact a dog. On what sa- a fucking load of bollocks. On Saturday, Qu- Ooh, Quebec said that people would have to stay indoors between 8pm and 5am in a bid to halt the stop of this virus. However, dog walkers are allowed outside during this time. Ah. So she was saying to the police, Ah, my husband's a dog. So that's why she can be out walking. But obviously they're looking at him like a human man saying, nah, he's not a dog. So she gets fine. How fuck? You've got to, you've got to be on it. I mean, I understand trying to... I understand doing it in the bedroom, try, but... You know, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to talk your way out of something, 
but it's just not going to work, is it? <laughs> the thing is, maybe outtake- they're into that. Maybe in like you said, there's them programs where they're in, people are into it in the race. Oh no, furries. Yeah, is that what it's called? No, called have you, furries. Have you yeah. seen that? Have you seen that program where the guy like wants to find other people and he finds like a group of people and goes over to meet them and he's like, they see it as like quite a sexual thing and he's devastated because he just wants to be a dog. It's quite oh, sad. I know it's like, oh, you feel a bit sorry for me because he just wants to be a dog and that he goes to this group and everyone yeah. else is like, got like a sexual thing to yeah. it and he's got it. Do you know what I mean? Do, do like, you know what's oh. the worst part about being like an animal or a dog or a cat or something? They always beg for food. You can't just eat food yourself, can you? <laughs> Imagine being like, food. Our cat does it. Fucking well annoying. Food. Food. I'm a cat. Feed me. Fuck off. <laughs> George is like that. Well, all dogs are like that. Aren't yeah. they? they just want food all the time. Yeah, They're yeah. easily pleased, though, aren't they? Yeah, I love them. Yeah, they are nice. I think it's a small. I don't feel like they have the mental things that we have going on. Do you know what I mean? No, they're just happy. You, I walk in and just say, "Good boy." What you mean? You waking up this morning? Yeah, like yeah. A dog don't wake up on the wrong side of the bed. The dog just wakes up and goes, "Give me food." Yeah. Just feed but it. It's all right. He's dead. But dogs are just dead happy all the time, aren't they? If you look at your dog and say, good boy, it'll just wag its tail and that breaks my heart. I mean, if I look at you and say, good boy, you're just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Fuck's sake. <sighs> um, <sighs> do you want to some... Oh, shit, shit. A nitpicker. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what I'm referring to? You always call someone a nitpicker. Yeah. But the, a nitpicker was initially someone who meticulously looked over human hairs to make sure they were lice-free. So, no, if you say nit, if you refer to someone as a nitpicker, you mean like they're always going over small details? Yeah, but yeah. a nitpicker was actually someone who was back in the day. So it was a proper job. That was a proper job that they used to go through your hair meticulously and nit. I believe I straight up. I think that's probably true. I'm having that, but you, I can tell by your face now you probably just made it. No, up. no, no. A nitpick. I, I think. Do you possibly, you say like fucking? Are you nitpicking now? 1920s. You go to the doctors. <laughs> They send you to the nitpicker. And they send you yeah, to no, the nitpicker. Yeah, no, I reckon. That's what they send you to. They send you to the nitpicker. You've got this. You've got this old idea from Boulder Dash, haven't you? Remember <laughs> when we played it on the on the bus? You have, haven't you? Boulder Dash. Good game, that, wasn't it? No. What is Boulder Dash? <laughs> Fucking hell. Acting. <laughs> you know when you make up a random definition for a word? Yep. Yeah. Nitpicking. Yeah, so it's a phrase, the, isn't it? They would have to stop nitpicking. Is that what they're saying? Think, it? Do they use combs and stuff? Because it's the eggs, isn't it, that stay. It's not just the nits on there. You'd have to pull, pull all the pull all the eggs out. Well, uh, actually, nits are actually the lice's eggs. They're called lice. I reckon. Oh, I don't know. No, no, I reckon, the more he's talking about this it, the, the more house. I think he's chatting. Shite. You've heard this in the house, like Sophia's got onto you saying, "Stop nitpicking," and you thought, "Ooh." Alarm bells! I'll take you, that. You to I think he's I, now. I've thought about. It, I think he's probably made it up, but. It's also quite believable, believable but in I like think a it's made up. Ooh. What do you reckon, Josh? Um, well, I mean, I can understand why the term nitpicking exists because nits are small, and if you pick them, it's time-consuming and you're spending a lot of time <laughs> on detail. Yeah, that's why it's called nitpick, yeah. But I'm, I mean, go and see the I nitpicker. Can also see no, I can also <laughs> see no reason. I can, I can also see no reason why someone who picks nits. Doctor Bill, the nitpicker, <laughs> lying, chatting shit. It's true. Uh, I fucking said it was true. Is it true? Yeah, fucking yeah. Didn't. I said it. I had to turn on the acting. Did you see that? Dickhead. When as soon as you said it's true, I was like, <laughs> I had to turn it on. So I, act, I was good, right. Good, I'm getting, getting good at acting though, aren't I? So what, that's years, actually true as well. When did the nitpicker start? That's actually true. I don't know the, 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 the year, but I know, that's true as well. The, the nits are actually the lice's eggs. They're called head lice, aren't they? And the nits are actually the eggs. Fair play. Yeah. So yeah, you used to actually get people who nitpicked yeah, and I can took, took this eggs out your hair before the comb and shit why don't why don't we get nits anymore 
Nick's go for clean air, don't they? And yeah, the, well, we don't get. That's why no. they don't have yours. You know, you, you don't get them as an adult. You get them off your no, kids. No, you can't. You can, yeah, you can do as an adult. Yeah, it's more it's, frequent in children. It's because it? kids are like playing stuff and they're yeah, together. Don't, yeah, do you know, like, if you're, when when you're in the office, you don't rub your head together as a kid. No, they always say they rub their heads together them, and it's like. You no, more, they him. never said you'd rub, you never go, every time I ask someone, who's Ed, you've been rubbing against. Every time I ask someone, they rub fucking their heads in <laughs> that. They never said they rubbed Ed. I don't know who they are. <laughs> oh, thanks very much, guys. Thanks nice for listening. One. Hope everyone's keeping well, keeping safe, and uh, yeah, just Remember, if you need to move your junk, go to the doctor. <laughs> Here we are again. Looks like we've learned a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting things on this one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.